Sup? Hey. Welcome back, Zoners. Welcome back. Hello, Zoners. This is Podcast at 20,000 Feet. My name is Alex. My name's Rebecca. My name's Chelsea. It's Chelsea and Rebecca, for those of you who couldn't hear for no reason. And that one's Alex. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to be thorough. <laughs> Are you going to eat a carrot while we're recording? I'm totally eating a carrot while we're recording. We have carrots today. <laughs> This is how me eating a carrot. We have nothing but crunchy food because we're a podcast and that made sense. We right. also have wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this week we watched The Lonely, which is episode seven of The Twilight Zone. This was, in fact, that episode. It was. Yeah. It was about a lonely person whose name was Corey. Yes. James A. Corey. James A. Corey. Oh, he's- Last name was... That makes things... We, I'll, go was, yeah. I'll go back to that later. I'll go back to that. Yeah. All right. Um, so just some information. This is one of a few episodes that they shot in Death Valley. And these guys were noobs when it came to shooting in Death Valley because they didn't know it was going to be that hot. And they oh. had a lot of people passing out due to heat, st- heat stroke, one of whom was the director of photography, the cameraman, uh, George C. Clemens, actually fell from a crane... Uh, when he passed out from oh, heat stroke in the middle of this episode, yeah. Oh, they, it's, it's they... called Death Valley <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's called that. <laughs> yeah, they call it Death Valley. You think yeah. that'd be a hint? But it's no. not like you go to a place called like Death Roller Coaster and buy that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not like a thing. Yeah, I guess these guys thought like, don't they know who we are? We're MGM. We don't pass out. Are <laughs> they probably thought they were just being really dramatic, oh. like you know, like oh Death Valley, like oh. Or they straight olden up did times, not olden yeah. times when they had those wagons. Mm-hmm. That was that was harsh, but until, nowadays, until a the cameraman age. falls from a crane. Yeah, it's yeah. all fun and games till a cameraman falls from a crane. <laughs> there you go. The cameraman, the director of photography. Oh yeah. Um. So. All of the sweat you see in this is glycerin because they'd all all their sweat evaporated before like they could shoot like so. Oh, that anyway. sounds dangerous. Yeah, it was not it was not a fun time. They ended up going back to MGM to shoot all of the indoor scenes. Like everything they couldn't God. shoot outside, they saved it. Let's go back to Hollywood. <laughs> Smart. Should have shot part. more inside. Yeah. <laughs> they could have. They yeah. could have just they thrown some could've. dirt and some rocks on the soundstage. Really. They could have. You know, they just... really could have. Could yeah. have gone anywhere besides a place called Death Valley. I yeah. lived in El Paso. It looked exactly like that. And I'm sure they wouldn't have had DPs falling off of cranes. They didn't have to go that far at all. They could have just done it, like, in the hills, especially back then when there was less developed, like, there weren't houses on them yet, so they sure. could have done a pretty local job at that point. I mean, you do have to admit, it looked really pretty, though, when they shot those sandscapes did, of just but... nothing but sand. They could have just shot those and then left. It's like a two-hour thing. Yeah. We got this footage. Time to go anywhere besides here. Yep. All right. Now we're just talking. Well, now we've learned why they do it that way now. (laughs) Something about some of the actors. Um, Our main guy was played by Jack Warden, and he was nominated for a couple Oscars um, for Heaven Can Wait in 79 um, and for Shampoo in 76, both for Supporting Actor. He won an Emmy for Best Supporting Actor for Brian's Song, where he played Ooh, George Harris. Yeah. I like Brian's Song. Good and, movie. Yeah. Um, Alicia, who is a robot, <laughs> she um, she was played by Jean Marsh, and um, she's one of three actors who was on both The Twilight Zone and Doctor, Doctor Who. Um, the old was Doctor she the who. same character? 
<laughs> I no, I don't think so. She was one of the companions, actually. Oh, um, yeah. Harold Innocent and Terence De Marnie were the other two. But um, yeah, she was a companion. She played um, let's see, Sarah Kingdon, and she was also married to the Third Doctor for a brief time. So. so was I, though. Most yeah. of us were. Like, no, a lot of us get married to, to, <laughs> to, one, the, to, to the one third of the doctors. doctors. <laughs> the third doctor. To one of the doctors. Yeah, that's um, standard. <laughs> yeah, right. so what, you get to talk at, like, around 12, like, listen, <laughs> there's going to be this guy who's going to come in a phone box. We only call him mar- the third doctor. <laughs> he's going to marry you, but yeah. then he's going to leave, so you yeah. can just forget that it happened. Yeah, just, just know this will happen eventually. I, I don't think I've ever seen a single... Well, this was back in 1965, so... Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit after she did The Twilight Zone, but still, long before any of us were ever watching Doctor Who, most people don't go back that far anyway. I still don't watch Doctor Who, so that would be part of an issue. I've seen episodes. We just lost a lot of followers. Yeah. Why don't you I watch one Doctor. I watch the ninth Doctor a lot. I like him. Yeah. Just pick the least pet... Popular Doctor Alex, and I, then talk about how much you love him. I like Whatever. the third Doctor because I'm married. <laughs> right, we're not. This is not a Doctor Who podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that was most of it. That was most, right. the most interesting things I found. Well, since I successfully killed this podcast, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so to explain the plot of this, um. This was a good episode, I felt. Not to spoil my review later, but we'll get to that. Um, The episode opens up with a man sitting in his car honking again. This is the second time we've opened with basically this shot. But it's a much different reason for this shot. Mm -hmm. Sitting in his car honking. And then Mr. Serling comes on. He's like, this dude's lonely. (laughs) Well, we get this really nice desert scape where we're just kind of panning across the desert. And it says, picture a dungeon. And you're like what? Because this doesn't look like a dungeon. This is obviously a desert. And it's like, but it's a desert. It's a dungeon in an open, wide desert. I don't know when they reveal that this man who's sitting in a car in a desert honking his horn is in jail. Is a prisoner. Yeah, no, it's in that It's in that monologue. Yeah. And it's also on an asteroid. Yeah. Floating through space. Yeah, it gets like more and more weird as the like it's like picture a dungeon this man's in jail but he's living in this shack in the middle of nowhere oh and it's on a meteor like that's basically (laughs) how that goes yeah (laughs) which was really interesting yeah i really enjoyed um the setting it was a good monologue actually yeah we're making jokes about it but this was one of the stronger i think this is one of the stronger settings of any of the twilight zone or premises, I guess. And they try to word. be poetic with the monologues always, but I actually really like this one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Considering how much, like, shit you guys just gave it, it was a really <laughs> yeah. good one. Yeah, I, I'm making fun of it, but it's out of a place of love. One thing I like, though, is that they kind of go straight from the monologue into this man narrating for himself. And I think mm-hmm. it's the first time we've actually allowed one of the characters to start narrating his own story not something that happens a lot of the time it was kind of weird though because he was supposed to be writing it down it was supposed to be what was going into his journal but they showed him write one line of his journal as he was narrating and then he was just like walking around he stopped uh, he and and it was just like wait but i thought you were supposed to be writing that down but you're not but okay i'll just go with this it this is later yeah. yeah all right no that was for then okay that was the right i think but yeah no that's how it. It, yeah this man's 
I just little. thought yeah, it was he, weird so that he was supposed to be writing it down, and instead of like sitting and writing and maybe panning on something else like you usually do, they just he, had him show one line, and then you just know that he's maybe going to write it later, or he already we, wrote it. I think we're getting the end of his diary entry. Like he's yeah. he writes oh, the end of his diary okay. entry. And Either we're way, the whole thing. this yeah. man is kind of on in a tenuous situation with mm-hmm. being sane at the moment so that too maybe it, he just forgot to write right the maybe he's still, just still writing g- in his head while he's walking and we don't even yeah, yeah. but so to move forward <laughs> he um he's writing and he's narrating and he's like my friend what was his friend's name i can't remember oh uh allensby allensby yeah he's like my friend allensby's coming to visit today he's my supply drop man he gives me food i've been here for four and a half years my life sucks, but I built this car. That's why he has a car. It doesn't move. It was just something to do with his time. Yeah, they gave it to him to put together mm-hmm. from scratch, apparently. And it only took him a year. And that's what the whole thing is. And this is a... It's a really key moment for me, because I was like, Oh shit, that only took a year. Yeah. Now you're done. Like, oh... What are you going to do now? Wow, this is this is tough. Because, like, I've never built a car. I just assume it's hard. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, they gave him a whole car, and, well, I'll, I'll, I'm skipping ahead. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna wait. Okay. Right. <laughs> but he's like, I don't believe, like, I can barely believe in myself anymore. Like, nothing seems real. I'm just going in- insane because I'm so lonely. Well, this must suck. He, yeah. Um, so then the supply ship comes, and he just goes ape shit. He's like, yes! Alan's B! Alan's B is here! Yeah, and he takes out, like, the, 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 what turns out to be chess and i thought it was checkers because all it is is washers yeah. and nuts like giant washers and nuts and i was just like oh my fuck when i found out that it was chess there's che- um chess and not checkers because i'm like you just have to memorize which pieces are which and he's so lonely that he can actually yeah fucking do he that. can do that yeah and he expects other people to be able to do it too which is interesting yeah but uh no so he pulls out a chess board that he made he checks his one beer in the fridge to make sure it's cold, which, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> he has, like, electricity on yeah. this asteroid. He's, so. he's living okay, he's just alone, yeah. and that's a horrible prison sentence. But, um, so Alan's becomes, and he's like, sorry man, I can only stay for 10 minutes, or 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, like, he's very adamant, I can only be here for 15 minutes, and, uh, what's his name, James something. Adams. Or Corey? James Corey, that's it. Yeah. Cor- James Corey is just adamant, like, no, don't. And they're like, we'll have to stay for two weeks if we don't leave now. And he's like, ah, what's two weeks? <laughs> Come on, let's play a game of chess. Come for on, I weeks. have one beer left. We can yeah. split it. Yeah. We can split it four ways because there's two other guys there. Yeah. And there's this one other guy. Well, there's there's three guys who come on the supply ship. There's yes. Allensby and there's two guys. Who are named Adams and Carstairs, but Adams is the vocal one, and he's just like, this place stinks. I hate this. You know how often I have to come here and bring you stuff and four times a year. But when I heard Carstairs, I was like, were you just like looking around the room and you're like, <laughs> car out the window, stairs over there. That's your name. Why not? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's how I felt about that when I heard it. I was like, Carstairs? Really? What okay. I find interesting is that guy doesn't get an acting credit. <laughs> no, none of neither of the other guys do. Adams, Adams did. There's no, four people got credits. Adams and Carstairs both did not get credited. Rod Serling was the fourth credit. Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> they're not credited in the credits. Oh, Adams got like a pr- 
fairly prominent role. Yeah, yeah seriously. He was, he Adam had a, was a very important character for me. Yeah, he was a dick. He was a dick. Oh. So, to go into the actual plot, <laughs> Adam's is just there, and he's like, I have to fucking come here every every four months. My kids never see me because I'm making this space trip to deliver cr- supplies to a criminal who is you, and I fucking hate you for it. Yeah, and he's like, eight months out of the year, I am busy getting on a ship or leaving, you know, to get here and come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. my kid, And he says a line like, my kids don't even recognize me when I come home. It is a, like, throwaway character that is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's such a good commentary on just, like, the life of, like, what prison, prison life almost. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it's one thing to be the person trapped doing your time, you know, having this, you know, loneliness or whatever that you earned. And then there's also the people who are the guards who actually have to take care of you, you know, who actually have to watch you, who have to give you the things that you need. And yeah, and prisons aren't in, like, big cities, so, like, these people have to live in in nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to be on this little ship for most of his life right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is a really good commentary, I agree. Yeah. On so, prisons. But anyways, his old also a commentary on, like, who he is, like, what's going on. Like, there's yeah, we so much depth in that little bit of... Yeah. I really like this character. character. Adams was a very... Very well-written character for somebody who's not even mentioned in the credits, apparently. Which is bullshit, but... Yeah. Um, so they're like, yeah, we can't stay. Uh, we have, we have some things for you. I've got this crate, but, you know, we have to leave. And Allensby's like, you're not... Or not Alan... Adam's is all like, you're not even gonna ask about your pardon? And he's just like, oh, did I get pardoned? And they're like, no! (laughs) 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 This is where we find out that... Craig? Corey. Corey. Has to be there for 50 years, and it's only been about four. He has to be there for 50 years. He's only done four, and he believes himself innocent. Yeah. I believe he's a sociopath, just because fuck it. Make (laughs) make everything a little more interesting. (laughs) I killed in self-defense. No, I swear it was self-defense. People believe me. Why won't they revisit me? Those four people I pulled a gun on, it was totally (laughs) self-defense. That's what I'm believing. (laughs) I don't know why. I have no evidence for this. Just... It feels interesting. And Allensby believes, he's like, I know, I know this is the truth, but, you know, dude, I, don't make I still rules. gotta go. Yeah. yeah. He had a great line where he's like, you don't understand how horrible my job is having to come and say no to you. Yeah. Being like, I could save your life right now, but instead I'll have to leave And Corey here. kind of has this really beautiful monologue about today is my last day of sanity. Every day I wake up and I think today is my last day of sanity, but I only have to make it through today. And I wake up the next morning and I think today is my last day of sanity, but I'm going to make it through today. And it's it's kind of like terrifying, but beautiful at the same yeah. time. So. And Alan's B, he's like... But I brought you something. I brought you books. It brought you some paperbacks. And I'm expecting, like, a box of paperbacks. And it's, like, three motherfucking books. You brought books. him, like, a couple books. That'll last you another three months. Yeah. That was, like, not even long enough to, like, for... That was gonna last him a week, obviously. Because yeah. it was just, like... Because if you have nothing else to do... Yeah. He's gonna get through those three books so fast. But he's Multiple like, times very fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Memorize them. Yeah. And he's like, I also brought you this crate. And then it's, like... And There's this big crate that giant Adams crate. and Carchair. Carchair. Carstairs. Adam and Carstairs. This is the first time we went out of our way to learn character names. <laughs> and I still can't remember Corey's <laughs> name. <laughs> you remembered it that time. Hey! Look at me, I'm advancing. Alright, but so, Adams and Carstairs just like, 
have this big-ass crate, and they're like, what do you want us to do with this? And he's like, nothing. Leave it where you found, like, on the yeah. ground. And now like, Lonsby is like, look, if anybody knows about this, I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble, so keep it, like, mm, don't talk about this to anybody. And he's just like, look, Corey is just like, look, I don't want it. I want to go home. I don't care what's in the crate. I want to go home. Just take me home. And they're like, look, you like the crate. Just trust me. And this... And that's, like, the end of it, basically. Yeah. So, Allensby leaves. I like what he says, because Adams, you know, now he's all so excited. Like, oh, I guess maybe I'm going home now. But he's like, what's in the crate? Heh <laughs> heh. Tell me. Come on. What's in the crate? What's in the crate? Mm-hmm. And and Allensby's like, I don't know. Maybe it's an illusion. Maybe it's salvation. And it's just, like, really dramatic. Yeah, it's a little... <laughs> it was a little bit of a cheesy line. Yeah. I kind of put together what probably was in the crate honestly yeah but um this first third i just want to like stop here this first third was one of the best bits of the twilight zone i have seen oh yeah ever oh yeah like it takes it it jars us like we're fucking thrown off by what's happening it makes me really interested in the characters adam's the dynamic between Adams and Corey is just fantastic. Like and Allensby, all and of them Allensby. together, really well acted. Well, yeah, good and, characters. And Carstairs, yeah. he was in fact there. <laughs> He's <laughs> carrying heavy things. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> like his name, like it, it, it's obvious how important he was because Carstairs. It was obviously just like we'll give this guy a regular name. And you, oh fuck, uh, Carstairs, <laughs> Allen <Yeah>. Tree, done, done. <laughs> yeah. No, but it so far it has been really, yeah. really good. And um, this as they're leaving, uh, Corey gives this great, like moment of like, oh yeah, I know I'm innocent. I'm trusting you, Alan. Like Alan Tree can't hear him. He's like, I'm trusting you. We'll get through this. Life sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, but he does, no. He has this really, really endearing line where he says like, I don't. Before Alan even even leaves, like I don't care what's in the crate. But you, sir, are a good man, and thank you for that. That's it, yeah. Yeah. He thanks Allensby for the crate, even though he, one, doesn't want it, two, doesn't care what's in it, three, doesn't know what's in it. And yeah. he's just like, look, you thought of me. That's yeah. amazing. Somebody out there is thinking of me. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. It made makes me fall in love with the character, honestly. I'm just like, dude, this guy deserve Like, he does not deserve what he's going through. He deserves the best in life, and fuck... Yeah. What a sociopath, right? Which is funny because the last episode, they were doing everything they could to make us hate the character. Mm-hmm. So this one, they're really pulling out all the stops. Like, you just, your heart is breaking for this man. I, yeah. I wanted to bring that up because the yeah. last episode, not only do we hate the character, good things are happening for that man. Yeah. He's rich. Yeah. He's got a beautiful wife who says, does whatever he wants her to. Um, Another which, theme. <laughs> yeah, it comes back into play here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking about what's in the crate. But, yeah, so, like, it's just such a contrast from this criminal. Mm -hmm. They're both in jail by the, like, at one point in both episodes. Yeah, except you want the the other guy to die so Mm. bad. You're like, can you die more horribly? (laughs) That was too quick. Yeah, that was too... (laughs) Like, fuck. That heart attack was not worth it. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode six, Escape Clock. Yeah, and apologies for the delay in going yeah, up there. Yeah, I had an argument with the internet, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, because we've just been talking about this for a little too long. Um, so we opened the crate. I do want to say, 
it does not take 15 minutes for them to leave. It's 11 minutes into the episode. They get there at four minutes. They were only there for about six minutes, something like that. Those jerks. What the fuck? You guys, I, I get that it's hard to look at the dude, Corey, but man needs some friends. Yeah. Yeah. Six minutes, come on. The least you could do was stay for the full 15, because, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I understand leaving a few minutes early, but you left in half the amount of time. Yeah. Okay, that, that was totally irrelevant, and I just wanted to say that. So All we right. open the crate. Yes. And it kind of, we cut, go to our title card, our mid, this is the halfway through the episode. And then when we come back, he's reading some instructions. Mm-hmm. And he seems kind of disturbed. Well, they have a shot right before the title card where he's looking into the crate, looking really shocked. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we cut, and he's reading the instructions. And they say, for all intents and purposes, she's a human being. Yeah. Alicia. Yeah. Her name is Alicia. Oh, yeah, which is my sister's name, so that was weird. Your sister's a robot. My sister's a robot. <laughs> we finally, we figure out very quickly mm-hmm. that in this crate was this beautiful woman named Alicia, and she's a robot. I don't know why I'm saying robot. It's because a robot. Because that's the way we say it on the episode. Okay, from now on we're saying robot. Like rabbit, robot. but row. That's, apparently in 1956 it was robot and not robot. So, yeah. It was very strange. <laughs> so Alicia's like, there. And he's like, you're not real. I can't remember what happened immediately. Hold on, let me check my notes. <laughs> Um, no. Oh, he tells her to go away. Yeah. Well, she's like, well, my name's Alicia. And he's all like, go away. <laughs> like, you're not real. What do you, I don't need a robot. Like, go away. No, yeah. I don't need a robot. I don't need a robot. I don't need robots. <laughs> I don't need robots. I, he had a great line around here where he was like, look, all you are is a reminder of what I can't have. Yeah. I also liked it. Why'd they turn you into a lie? Yeah, he's like, why couldn't you be made out of metal? Why didn't you have wires sticking out of you? Why do you have to look like a real human? Like a really hot woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was made pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, it's just what I am. And he's like, fuck. So then they go inside, and she pours him a glass of water immediately, like a good wife should, apparently. <laughs> We're in the 50s, I'm allowed to say that now. <laughs> also on an asteroid with, like, no fucking water, so it's quite... There's obviously wells and electricity and everything all in this asteroid, so... Yeah, they figured We've already accepted out. the fact that he has a refrigerator. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> we're suspending our disbelief. There's oxygen. At one point, there's a bird flying across the screen. Like, we're just suspending a lot of disbelief here. Yeah. We... And, we're, we're just gonna accept everything is what it is. Yeah. Because this episode is so... And it's the future, obviously, so they have, like, mm-hmm. magical batteries that they can put into these electronic devices, you guys. Obviously. It's also the 50s. Obviously. I don't know if they know how space works yet, so... <laughs> True. Yeah, they, they don't, actually. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> um, so. And she's all, he's all like, she's like, you gotta drink the water before it gets warm. And he's like, what do you mean warm? You don't know what warm means. And she's like, yeah, I do. I know what temperature is. I get thirsty. <laughs> I get hungry. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, that's weird that they would put that flaw in a robot. Like, oh, fuck, I have to feed it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Wait, now he has to share his food because oh, he has a secret no. robot. Oh, man. She, she's a robot. She just needs, like, part of a cracker. <laughs> I, I don't know. We I don't, don't know. know. She but feels anyways. hunger, though. Maybe so she, she just has, hunger. like, a memory of, like, what hunger feels like. Maybe she doesn't feel it, but what she can empathize with it. We can go on a lot about theories Yeah, let's about, not yeah. go but down that not. road, because yeah. that'll take all night. Giving us the details this show gives her, 
us. Yeah. She's like, I feel hunger. I feel, I feel everything. I'm normal. I feel everything. And then he grabs her by the wrist and he's like, I hate you. You're mocking me. You're mocking me. And, and then he, he leaves. And he throws her to the ground. Oh yeah, he starts beating the shit out he of her. He does not beat the shit out of her. He, he like throws gra- her to the Well, ground. at one point, he's all like, uh, you're mocking uh, you're mocking me, and then she's like, you hurt me. And he's like, what do you mean I hurt you? And she's like, and then just to prove that she can't feel pain, he, like, grabs he her. her again, like, as hard as he can and throws her down. Her like, yeah. I can't hurt you. And then they, that was a really good shot of him, like, yeah. still reacting, like, you're just fake, and, like, going on his, like, kind of di- diatribe still. Yeah. And, like, her just, like, the emotion taking of her it. just, like, not just, yeah. ta- not just oh. taking it like that stupid bitch in the last episode. Yeah. No, she was, like... Feeling crying. things, so yeah. You, start, you see her start crying. breaking down, and he it. has this line of like, I, and he, he doesn't see it yet. Yeah, so it was it was a good shot of him still like in it, his reality while you're seeing the mm. other like her. Like, yeah. The shot is the on two planes. Reality. You see what he's saying, and you see a woman breaking down on the floor. It is. It is a great shot. Yeah. I agree 100%. It's a really nice shot. And he just says, like, you just remind me of everything I can't have, and I'm so lonely I'm about to lose my mind. And that's when she turns to look at him, and you can see that there's just tears running down her face, and he's just shocked to see that this robot is crying. And she says, I can feel loneliness too. And he's just like, oh, my God. And then they're in yeah. love. They're just they're immediately. Just in love. <laughs> yeah. Instantly. He it does in, jump to 11 months later. He was in love with her before any of that, though. There was that moment where, like, he's, like, about to hit her and she, like, tries to make out with him. <laughs> she was programmed well, okay? She, she knows very, her functions. You get the man water well and food programmed. and then you fuck him. That's what you do yeah. when you're a robot woman. So, yeah. So then it... Let's, like, ignore the commentary on that this is, like, a terrible, like relationship yeah as far as genders and stereotypes go this is not particularly a oh, good episode it's not but this is also the 50s yeah we're not expecting take that. it with a grain of salt take it with a grain she of is salt. a much better character than the woman in the last episode oh yeah oh yeah definitely Which, i would take her oh last god one. that episode just oh. pisses me off oh, what was it you said so mad <laughs> even in the 50s we put it back 15 years <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was said off the podcast, so you guys missed yeah. a great joke, everybody. I'm sorry. So anyways. It was true, though. Yeah, the next scene, um, they're sitting there stargazing, and, and it, it's, well, it's 11, 11 months, months later. later. Well, they also, they have a, couple, a little kind of montage of, like, them playing chess together. Right, and, like, yeah. having just these beautiful moments, and him saying, like, I can tell she's a projection of me, you know, she's, she loves the she, things that I love, she's using words that I say. Which kind of makes me feel like she's just a really big, hot Furby. You know how, like, yeah. you could teach yeah. Furbies how to say things? That's kind of no, the way this well, relationship is. No, well, Furbies were horrifying. We're not, like, <laughs> we don't bring Satan spawn into this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's kind of how she Furbies learns. Furbies were kind of... Oh, like Furbies so didn't creepy. even have batteries and would just turn on and be like, Yeah! Get yeah. me! Yeah. <laughs> like, it's midnight, I'm four, stop it! <laughs> But, no, so, So, um, yeah, he's seeing a lot of, he's basically seeing whatever he puts out there being reflected back to him, but in the shape of a really hot woman. So, of yeah. course, he is just in love with her, and he actually says that. is like, I love, well, Alicia has made me not lonely anymore, and I love her. So. Mm-hmm. So, he's insane. Yeah. But. <laughs> but he accepts but I mean, it. Like, he knows, there's, like, a, like, the fact that he's explaining to her, he's like, I know this isn't healthy. I know that she's repeating things back. I, I know this, and yet... Mm-hmm. I still, I'm not lonely anymore. Yeah, 
again, not a great vision of a woman. Mm-mm. Great character. Yeah. Just yeah. this is a great situation, very compelling, very interesting. And, I mean, Corey is just a great guy. The fact that she calls him Corey, though. Let's, yeah, let's that's talk about that name. for a yeah. second. She calls him James. Hey, Corey. Yeah, yeah she calls like, him Corey. Why do you... And it's like, was he programmed to call him? Because, like, yeah, that's true. Alan calls him Corey. Yeah. And they call him by his last name. Yeah, maybe they really only know his last name. Mm-hmm. So I'm afraid you are Alan Spees. Alan Spees, not... Okay, we don't need to talk about that. He's not <laughs> his friend, though. That's true. Alan Spee likes the guy, but it is his profession. Yeah. But anyway, so now they're stargazing. Um, and he's pointing out the constellations. He's like, that's Orion, that's Hercu- Hercules. Even though, you know, space-wise doesn't happen that way. No, no, no yeah, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about too. Like, um, Those constellations would be completely different. Yeah. But, again, they don't know how space works in the 50s. So, <laughs> so moving on. Yeah. So he's like, there's Orion, there's Hercules, and she's equally fascinated for no reason. <laughs> Because this is obviously not the first well, time she's heard this. Well, she also plays washer um, and nut chest. <laughs> she learned the so. character. She learned which pieces Pete. Which, Aww. Yeah. She's she's a good person. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying. She's a good robot. She's a good robot. She's a good robot. You're right. <laughs> and then they see in the sky a ship coming. Yeah. He's like, "What's what star is that, Corey?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a ship." And it's like, "But they just left. Like I thought they weren't coming back for another three months." It's like, oh, well, I mean, they're going to be here in the morning. I don't know why. And she's all like, we should go back to the house. And he's all like, nah. Let's just fuck here. Let's just night. fuck here. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but he no, kind of, it was on he his just face. has this smile on his face. His like, face. what's the rush, babe? Time yeah. out. She's a robot. Yeah. What is he fucking? No, I mean, they said that she's built in all intents. And, and purposes, purposes. she's she a, a human woman. woman. Yeah. <laughs> they made that clear from the get-go. Like, listen. I'm just assuming everything inside. Ouch. <laughs> you don't Anyways. know. They made her alive. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, Alex. <laughs> she can't woman. breathe. Can't can she? Oh, we don't know. Probably. This Maybe is like the future breathe. future. This is like the '50s version of the future future. So. Uh, yeah. So. So. That that's that whole scene. She can feel loneliness. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna fuck him. We get it. <laughs> All right. So the next scene, um, the like, ship lands, and Allensby is just sprinting towards the house, and he's like, "We did it! We got the pardon! Yay, Corey, you're pardoned!" And, and Corey's yeah. like, "Oh, good." Like he's no, he's, he's really chill. He's, he's kind of like in shock. Like, wait, say that again. Like, oh, he's start in from shock. the beginning. Okay. He's like. I got pardoned, and he's, like, so excited. They're like, yeah, get your stuff. We got 15 pounds. You can take 15 pounds of stuff with you. You know, we've only got... got 20 minutes to do it. Yeah, I got 20 so minutes to do it. Going. We got to get home, or it's going to take us, like, another year to get home. We're going to run out of fuel. We got to leave in 20 minutes, or we're not leaving at all. You get 15 pounds worth of stuff. Let's go. And he's all like, I ain't got nothing. I have a shirt. I have a pen. I have a ledger. I have shoes. I don't... I was like, oh, I... Leave the car. I don't care about the car. Let's go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. And then they're like, okay, let's go. And he's like, oh, shit, gotta get my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and then Adams, because Adams has to come back. He's like, oh, let me go get Alicia. And Adams is like, Alicia? Yeah, who the fuck is Alicia? Who the fuck is Alicia? (laughs) Adams, man. Yeah, uncredited. This guy guy had key moments here. Two very key moments. Yeah, he gave us, he gave us, like, he triggered most of the exposition, and then he, like, again, triggers, like, the, like, the whole Alicia thing. And then Alan's basically like, 
fuck. <laughs> I forgot I gave you a robot. Damn it. <laughs> How do you forget that? Yeah. He has probably has a lot of prisoners. He said How he many was... of them is he giving robots to? He, I don't know. <laughs> I think he was just really excited about getting the pardon that he forgot all about the robot situation. Because okay. yeah. he was just trying to, like, fix something because he thought this was going to go on for 46 years. Yeah. And then he thought there was no chance in hell for this pardon. Mm-hmm. So then when he got the pardon, he forgot all about his quick fix. Yeah. And then it's really sad because um, he's like, uh, Corey is just like, yeah, Alicia, you know, she's amazing. No, she's wonderful. She's the reason I'm alive. You know, like, I have to get Alicia. And he's just going on and on about Alicia. And my probably my favorite line of the whole thing is Alan Speer says, 15 pounds. And he's like. Oh, yeah. That's a great moment. Yeah. And, and Corey's the, like. The, the realization on Corey's face. What? And it's like, 15 pounds. She weighs more than 15 pounds. But. Does she? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she weighs more than a normal woman. We probably could have taken out. Yeah, probably more. Because she's made out of like her, her bones are metal as opposed to yeah. well bone. Her figure looks like a beer mug. <laughs> like she is just <laughs> top heavy, and then boom. <laughs> Anyways, <Yeah>. but <laughs> but you know, but still, bones made out of metal. She's more than 15 pounds. So She's more than 15 pounds. It was a poorly pounds. crafted it's joke. pretty <laughs> obvious. And, and it's and it's just like, she's, but we can't leave her here. We cannot leave her here. That's murder. You know, she's a, she's a yeah, person. He's like, he's like, she has emotions. We we cannot leave her here. And then he runs after her and they're like, no, stop it. So And then she he just keeps, he finds her finally <laughs> and then just keeps screaming, Alicia, show them. And all I could think of for poor Alicia, because she's a robot, she only, like, responds to prompts. She's probably like, show them what? Show, well, I don't understand. Yeah. What do you want from me? Yeah. yeah. She, like, she doesn't know what to, to say. But Corey's just freaking out, like, show them that you're human. Yeah, but and... he's not actually saying that whole sentence, so she's just a poor robot, like, trying to f- parse through, like, all the sentences she's ever heard before and not coming up with an answer because... He's not speaking in complete sentences. So And then Alan B, Alan B. <laughs> takes out his gun. And he's like, and I'm sorry. Shoots her in the fucking face. <laughs> yep. Right blows, in the face. blows her face the fuck off. Yeah, it <laughs> now all there is is this crevice in her face well, that it's shows kind mechanical. Of a beautiful thing. reveal though, because we show her body and we have that kind of sexy. And her last look word, up. by the way, is Corey. 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 Which would be way more impactful if she said James. I gotta say. No, you're right. First name. You're right. Is he... What if she said Allensby? Allensby. <laughs> like, if his name is Paul Allensby and her last word is Allensby, she's only getting one of those Allens out at the end. <laughs> Allensby. Allensby. Al- okay. <laughs> um, but it's. They kind of like. They don't show you her face at first, so we don't know what happened. We just know she got shot, and we kind of like scroll up her and legs and up her, her body. Corey over and we and get over to again. her face, and it's just wires and electricity, and it's just all janky and very robotic and not a woman. And it's kind of this yeah. uncanny valley shit where, like, you expect to see a face, but instead you see wires, and it's so much freakier, and it's like. Wow. It's a very good build up to oh, show yeah. her face. And oh, then yeah. from then on, they never show her face again, but they constantly cut to her legs. Yeah, which is very human. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. And very life. good legs. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, so, um, that's kind of it. Yeah, no, I mean, like... Corey's like, okay, I guess you had to do it. Yeah, and then... He, he's not accepting. He's more of like, oh, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. it's easier to accept once he sees the... Yeah. Like, once you see that's the... That's the word. 
once you see the wires inside, like, he's kind of, like, you can see him, like, kind of retreating, like, into reality, like, okay, what I initially knew is she is a robot, like, she's not a real woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, while he's not fully accepted of that, he is, like, you can see the coping happening. Um, Although I love it's, like, five years, this has been five years, this looks like a, this is all just gonna be a bad dream. Yeah, that was the advice Alan You're gonna go back, and it's gonna be just like before. And it's like, it's been five years. Like, no one... Everybody's life has moved on. (laughs) You've been... Another critique of the prison system. Like, it comes back to that really well. Like, yeah, it's... Allensby is telling him, it's only been five years. Because to Allensby, years are different. He lives doing this. Yeah. Yeah. In five... Like, I made a joke during the episode. In five years, YouTube could have became a thing and (laughs) blew the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Google could have been invented. That's what life coming back from prison can be like. Five years is very short. Not only, like, the bigger picture, but the smaller picture, too, like his family and friends like people have kids people get married people like move away come back into you know town mm. and things just change so much and as as in just little things too oh i got this job oh i'm doing this like his entire world that he's going to come back to is going to be completely freaking different cuz think of like your life 5 years ago no <laughs> like it wasn't the same nope. so you couldn't drink then <laughs> <laughs> that that was a thing <laughs> but like and not we, yeah. not only that like He's in this weird solitary confinement too, where he knows yeah. not. Like, he's gonna have to adjust to being back with people too. Yeah. He's probably gonna need some like therapy. <laughs> the world that this thing paints is that this man wasn't even involved in his legal issues. This was just two strangers debating his did he or did he not kill a person in self defense without him even being there. He doesn't even get that yeah. to like humanize himself. He doesn't have a lawyer to talk to. He doesn't have a counselor to talk to. He just this has Allensby to be like, hey. Once every four months. <laughs> or three yeah. months. Yeah, three months. Three months. So we get the closing monologue, and it's kind of really nice, because it's talking about um, what he left behind, and there's, like, some machines and some, like, a... And one of them is... And they're going to break down by the window. He left a bunch of gonna... machines. Yeah, he yeah. left a bunch of machines in the shack behind. And all of them are just going to be destroyed by the winds and the erosion. And, and one of them, this is the only part I didn't like, one of them made in his image. Which kept I guess Kept alive they, by love. Kept alive by love. I mean, I suppose they meant it was made in the image of a human. No, Eve no, was they made were in doing Adam's Eve. image. Yeah. yeah. That's in the, yeah. It's in the Bible. Adam and Eve. Yeah. yeah. It was gross. It was they kind of gross. They threw that in. And then I was just like, oh, why oh, did we do that? You were doing so well. Yeah, you were doing so good. Yeah. The closing monologue did hurt this a little bit. The Especially opening was the so good. Yeah, the opening was so beautiful. And then the end was like, it's just an Adam and Eve story. And she was kept alive by love. No, she was kept alive by circuitry and shit and food like, apparently she would, she felt yeah hunger. she would felt hunger and and thirst and she was a robot so I, she was just not kept alive by love that was a weird thing to just throw in there at the end it was to show that cory was human yeah. in a way like yeah. he loved honestly humans do have love for her and inanimate objects it's definitely a thing we all have well my phone duh yeah our phones <laughs> this carrot i'm about to eat um you know 
Just the normal things. <laughs> sure. So, um, this episode was really good because there's a lot of moments you could characterize as the twist. Um, for me, I think the biggest twist was, even though I kind of saw it coming, that it was a woman in that box. Okay. That it was a human in the box. I know it was right after the first act ended, but it was this, like, everything changed after that moment. Okay. All of a sudden, he's not alone. All of a sudden, he has a companion. And all of a sudden, he's unreliable, in a sense. Because now he's in love with this thing, which we assume is how he sees it. There's a good chance that it's just a gross robot, but he's been alone for four and a half years. It could be that weird robot that he's kind of described, where he's like, why can't you have wires coming out? This is just his idea of beauty now. Okay. So I think that's the twist for me. For me, the twist is 15 pounds. You can only take 15 pounds with you, she's more. You, you, this thing that was your salvation, that kept you alive, that's the only reason that you're still quote-unquote sane right now, the only reason that you made it through all of that loneliness and came out the other side, you have to leave it behind, this thing that you love. And it's like, you got exactly what you wanted, but you, it's taking a lot away from you at the same time. I also say the twist was just the woman in the box. Though just commentary on, on what you said, I was just thinking, dating's, like, really hard in the real world. <laughs> and now you, ha you have to leave this perfect woman who's, like, your perfect companion. All she wants to do is and then, give you water and, then, and listen to you talk about yeah, stars and then fuck Yeah, you. and then you have to date for real and be like, so I was on an asteroid for five years because I murdered someone, but it was in self -defense. Like, that is, that's yeah, just, that's, yeah, like it's not, not a good, yeah. like, Cupid profile. <laughs> <laughs> no. I do want to point out that I felt like there was a third twist at the very end when it goes from her body to her face and yeah. she is, in fact, a robot. We all know she was, but Same. I don't know about you guys. There was the thing in the back of my mind where it's just like, is she? Like, are we positive that that's how this episode's going to end? And then it ended that way. Yeah. So, I wanted to call attention to that for the listeners who... Plus, it's a pretty freaky moment. So. Yeah, it's a great yeah. moment. So, speaking of moments, what's your favorite? 15 pounds! Alright, figured that was coming. <laughs> Chelsea? It's awesome. Um, God, what was my favorite moment? I think it was just the that one beautiful shot where, like... He still isn't realizing she has these emotions and stuff, and you, just that whole thing. And like, well, because you as the viewer are like realizing something, you know, the duality of everything. And yeah, oh, I think that funny. was my favorite moment. Mine's is mine's Adams, Adams' uh, speech at that beginning where he's like, "Look, you keep me away from my fucking children." <laughs> They don't even know who I am because I'm keeping your ass alive. And, I, like, even though I like Corey, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Like, oh, poor Adams. That sucks. That life is awful. And you're, yeah. And most of the convicts are probably convicts. Most of them are probably guilty. Yeah. Like, he has no reason to believe that uh, Corey Corey's is the telling exception. the truth. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it, that character was just so good. And I, I want to recognize him again. So, um... Rebecca. Because the show didn't. The show did not. Alright, Rebecca, go ahead and rate the episode. I'm going to give this one a five. My very first five. Um, because it had such interesting characters. Such good acting. It was an amazing setting. 
really cool concept, really awesome twist. Um, they're, except for that creating your image shit at the end, and, and, you know, I mean, it's the 1950s, so you have to take it all in as with 1950s goggles on, but overall it was just really cool and interesting and fun, and I liked it a lot. Chelsea? I'm also going to give it a five, because I enjoyed it top to bottom. Just, yeah. yeah. Beautiful moments. I really want to give it something other than what you guys gave it, but this is just one of, this is the best episode so far for mm. me. I, like, I came into this podcast, like, recording, I'm like, I'm going to give it a four, but the more I think about this episode, the more I really like it. Um, that first quarter, third was so strong. Everything else was a little weaker, but that third quarter, or third, third, first part was so strong and the last part the 15 minutes so strong yeah the twists were excellent each one of them were really good in fact i would give the twists any whichever one you choose out of the three i mentioned we've mentioned five out of five easily okay if that was how any episode did it whether it's a woman in the box like that great twist whether we find out you can't bring this woman great twist if we find out oh she is in fact a robot great twist all of those things were just great Mm -hmm. that's that Yep. What do you think? Um, for the twist, I like my 15 pounds, <laughs> as I have mentioned. I mean, it's just such an amazing moment of you have this man who's like, he's found his salvation, and it's being, and he's got another salvation, he has to train one for, trade one for the other, and just the realization, and just like, I don't know, it's just such, it's a really, really powerful moment for me, so I have to give it a five. I... Like I said, top to bottom, I like this episode, so... It's just a good episode. It is a good <laughs> episode. Um, yeah, so, so you know, just fives all around. All right. Now, recommendations. Who wants to go what first? What did you write it, Alex? I, oh, he already said all three of the twists are fives. Fives. Oh, Everything's yeah. five. Okay. Fives this, across this the board. This was a five across the board. Fives, yeah. fives, fives. All the fives. Alright, so uh, recommendations then. Anyone, anything come to mind yet for anyone? I mean, there's lots of things about um, androids and stuff, like iRobot or uh, Bicentennial Man. You know, anything that, if you really like, is the robot a human? Is it not a human? You know. Oh my god, what is the name of that show? Uh, Almost Human? It only lasted one season? Probably not I that one. It, I think it is. Okay. Almost Human? Is that no, the one not Almost the, Human. Like the ghost? Carl Urban? No. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember no, that. Not that was almost not a great human. show. <laughs> All right. No, Humans. I think it's called Oh, humans. The Humans. Yeah, it was a British show. Yes. Yes. That's what... That's, oh, yeah. That's my recommendation, because I was thinking about that this whole time. Humans. Also about robots that have like real human emotions and like you're always wondering like where's the line and like is killing them killing them and like yeah it's it's wonderful and i love that freaking show so much all right my turn Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with the green mile okay Um, no no definitely different direction but very yeah a prisoner that you just love um can do no wrong is his heart's really in the right place and he's just suffering i like as good as the john coffee character or is it glenn coffee john coffee definitely john coffee in the green mile there's also the other character who makes friends with the rat um he is very reminiscent of this guy to me like he obviously killed the dude in self-defense that's how he got into prison 
think I might be a little wrong on that. Um, he's this lovable character who can do no wrong, and he basically falls in love with a mouse because it's the only thing that shows him any affection. And he's he's hated by the guard, and you hate the guard for hating him. But this kind of paints the guard as like a human, like this yeah. episode of the Twilight Zone. So I I also love the Green Mile. It's also just a fantastic movie. Yeah, so, definitely. So more of the story. Watch the Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> just good but yeah so that's um that's it yeah we did that thing <laughs> we did it um so uh this one should probably hopefully not take longer to go up than the last one sorry about the technical difficulties with that but uh don't get caught in the twilight zone don't get caught in the twilight zone zoners yeah see you next time zoners bye